good time right there. Okay. What have I been watching? I've watched a lot of stuff, actually. Nothing, like, super exciting. I finished the season of Supernatural and sobbed for, like, a solid 45 minutes during the last part of it and then just kept crying afterwards. My son has tapped out of Stranger Things. He made it <laughs> three episodes. That was it. We can't do anymore. So I said, fine, that's whatever. So my daughter and I are watching it now and we've made it through five episodes she still really likes it and he just does something else while we watch we're also going through the marvel avengers series we are up to iron man 3 so we're gonna watch that tonight slash tomorrow this weekend whatever and more of cruising the cut because that's like the only thing that my husband wants to watch I feel like it's so stupid and I I, sh- I need to write them down because I was like, I watched a whole bunch of crap. What did I watch? Now I can't think of the names of anything. I did watch The Prom on Netflix, the new oh. Ryan Murphy version of the Broadway musical The Prom. And it's getting so much shit online from like theater people. But I haven't seen the version on Broadway or any version of that. And I thought it was quite a good time. It has a lot of big stars in it. Meryl Streep's in it and James Corden. And I thought they did great. The only thing that I found highly suspect was Nicole Kidman being a chorus girl. She's kind of aged past chorus girl. So I found that a little (laughs) unbelievable. But the rest of it was great. And it was a good time. It had Andrew Reynolds in it. And I always love him. I don't know. And the music. Oh, the Unruly Heart song is probably one of the best Broadway songs I've heard in forever. It's so good. It's so good. But I can't think of anything else. The kids and I watched a shit ton of movies, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head right this moment. It'll come to me later, and it'll drive me nuts. Oh, Mandalorian. The finale came out today, and I saw that Kevin Smith, who I follow everywhere, bawled his eyes out. And we watched the Belushi documentary, so then we watched the Blues Brothers. and Oh, yeah. And then the kids loved all the stunts and how this was not green screen and crap back in the day. This was straight up. <laughs> they crashed, like... <laughs> 50 police cars old school police cars so that was that was pretty cool so uh well hello everyone welcome to that so original podcast i'm kelly i'm here with tiffany hey tiffany Ooh, hello and we are still talking about a teacher and i have terrible terrible news you guys number one <laughs> is that I was wrong, and I'm really unfamiliar with this feeling. I don't like it. Anyway, there are 10 episodes of A Teacher. We still have to do two more episodes of this, and I I don't know. I'm going to need an emotional support animal to get through this. This (laughs) And we've got one for you. We sure do. We sure do. We'll get there very soon. Okay, well, then I'll start us off. And we are starting at a frat party with a beer bong. Ooh, ooh. And I was like, is this college Cody? I believe it is. It is. It took me a while to recognize him. It's really dark and frat party. And so. And they all look like basic dudes. They all look the same. Exactly. Everybody's cheering. He's like, this is what Omega Kappa Beta material looks like. And I was like, oh, really? Okay, then pass. But it's Eric. <laughs> 
fucking walker on the bong, the beer bong. You got to distinguish because there's beer bongs there's a lot. and there's bong bongs. <laughs> and so, okay, this is a beer bong. So there's lots of congratulations and fist bumps and pats on the back and like, hell yeah, bro. Like he won a Nobel Prize and didn't just chug a beer through a tube somebody else had their mouth on five minutes ago. Gross. He and Cody sit down on a couch and Cody's like, oh, well, has your first week been good? So we're assuming this is fresh into Eric's first semester at UT, his first week, actually, at UT. So I'm assuming we have jumped forward, what would you say, eight months, nine months? We find out later that it's, there's a mention of six months at one point. So there, it's probably a little over six months, yeah. At least, at least six months, okay. Yeah. So Cody says, if you need anything, just ask. And Eric says, you know what I need? And he points to a couch next to them. He says that. And when they pan over, it was this girl and guy making out. And I was like, ew. I know. He wants that girl. Yeah. That's (laughs) what I thought, too. I was like, like, she's occupied. But what he meant was the bottle of alcohol the guy was holding because Cody snatches it and hands it to him. So later, the party has died down a little bit. Eric and... Some guys. That's what I said. Eric and some guys. It's his, him and his roommate, Ryan. Okay, Ryan. And then Cody and the head of the frat. What, what is the name? The the lead frat dude. I don't know what he is. I, what do they call that? There's a name. Uh, you have got to be kidding me right now. I, I know. know. Like the, he's, not, <laughs> he's not the frat master. What is he? He's the head of the yeah, frat. Uh, president? Frat president? I don't know. Sure. But that sounds right. Okay, his roommate, Ryan, this bothered me for a long time because I was like, why does that kid look so familiar? What do I know him from? So I had to IMDb him. And he is Roderick from the Wimpy Kid, Diary Wimpy Kid movies. He's the older brother. So if you want to be, like, traumatized, (laughs) hang on, because... Roderick's getting into some shit. Yeah, the these guys are they're all sitting around smoking a joint and smoking a bong and whatever. And there's this bearded dragon in his big glass enclosure. And this guy, is that Roderick? No, it's just that, some random dude. This dude I do not okay, know. Okay, so it's just some random Okay, yeah. random dude. He's looking at it and he's like, Wow, that's really cool. It's like it's like a dragon or something, and I'm like, yeah, it's exactly like that. It's a bearded dragon, and his name, I'll have you know, is fucking Caspian. It's fucking Caspian. It's not Caspian. That's fucking Caspian, and he is Cody's emotional support <laughs> animal. You guys, that <laughs> Cody says that lizard knows me better than anyone and i really think that that says a lot about cody as a person (laughs) and also my dad had a bearded dragon and they don't give a literal shit about you (laughs) this thing used to chase me down the sidewalk with its mouth (laughs) open they're mean but okay i mean maybe this is a nice one okay he's logan's creeper's brother I mean, their home, yes. their home life is not great. <laughs> so that's, that's true. Look that's at their mom. True. This is probably like, she reminds me of my mother. I said he's had him for 13 years ever since Logan turned 30. So. <laughs> <laughs> One guy. Um, oh, God. Okay. One guy starts literally rubbing his It's the same crotch. guy. It's the same guy. It's the same Okay. Is dude. it the same yeah. guy? Oh, okay. So this guy starts rubbing his crotch talking about how many ladies omega kappa beta guys get and i gagged a little because I was yeah like, it was really it was raunchy 
Anyway, they all laugh. And then suddenly everyone wants to know about Eric banging his teacher because, of course, College Cody told everyone. And we find out during this whole exchange that Claire eventually went to jail. We don't know anything else. It's just what we know at this moment. And Eric looks very uncomfortable talking about it at all. But they want details about her tits and her pubic hair. Does she have a full bush or a landing strip? And I'm like, God, guys are so fucking gross. Mm -hmm. And they just saw sitting there staring at him. And Eric's like, landing strip. And they all go nuts. Like, why? Like, I I did not get the freaking out. Is that like something that college girls don't do? I don't I don't understand. It was so uncomfortable because the whole time, it, like, they're making all these gross comments, and Eric's face is like, yeah, dudes, I don't want to recount my sexual assault for what? you douche canoes. I'm, I'm just not feeling it. And the show was really good about showing the icky side, showing how uncomfortable these people are, like, about how society views this kind of situation. And guys think, it's, oh, yeah, you're a legend. You banged your teacher. And he's like, yeah, no, I was assaulted. This was not cool. And I, I love the way that they played this up. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. And they're like, you're a fucking champion. They literally bowed to him. I think it's interesting how with a teenage boy and a mm-hmm. female teacher, the boy's like some freaking god. Yep. And if you reversed it, and they t- say this, they touch on this briefly. I don't, I'm not sure if it's this episode or the next. But how if it were a teenage girl and an older guy, like it seems more predatory when yep. really it's it's not at all. Nope. What else can Eric do? Show how uncomfortable he is or lean into it and hope he can pretend that he enjoyed it. And it's That's just, true. Ugh, it's icky. Yeah. So they're back at the party, like, in where, where all the people are, and there's lots of dancing and glow sticks and whatever. And Eric starts making out with some girl, and then they're in bed. He's giving her oral sex, and she's like, wow, it's amazing. And she starts giving him a hand job, and she's like, as she's doing this, she's like, I know who you are. And he's like, yeah, I'm Eric. I introduced myself earlier. And <laughs> she's like, uh, no, I know about you and your teacher. You were a legend at my school. I guess she went to a school like near Westerbrook and she's like, did she teach you how to do what you just did? And he says, yeah. And again, his face is like, like really doesn't want Mm -hmm. to be talking about this right now. So he says, she taught me a whole bunch of other stuff too, because he just wants to shut her up. So he starts kissing her and having sex or whatever. Same thing though. So like, just like you were saying, he can either be like, super super awkward and uncomfortable or he can just go with it and he just decides to go with it he says she taught me a lot of the other stuff too i have like how to crawl myself to sleep every night (laughs) also like is claire some kind of sex goddess that did i miss no part no how many positions did they get in in the back of her whatever i don't know but i would like to point out that this drunk college girl she she's never given a name as far as i know but the actress that plays her is zan from unbreakable kimmy schmidt so if you ever watched unbreakable kimmy schmidt hey zan we love you so it's the next day maybe question mark and eric is eating lunch from a barbecue food truck with cody they're just kind of chatting drinking beers which eric is not old enough so i don't even know how he's getting all these beers at all these places but whatever is cody even old enough i think he is maybe if he's a junior yeah i guess so and you know he's like a three-year junior right you know that it's taken Uh, he's taking some time to do that one (laughs) but cody's kind of laughing and ripping on creeper logan because he says, well, Logan isn't going to rush at Cornell because they made them crawl around on all fours in front of the Delta. Uh, he calls him Delta P, but isn't it Phi? I don't have any idea. Later on, 
I start referring to them as just a whole bunch of Greek letters. So I don't. So, yeah. So he tells them that they made him crawl around on all fours in front of all these girls, and Creeper fucking cried. And I was like, um, Cody, it fucking hurt his knees. He's a freaking hundred. Like, give him a break, man. Right, and his back and the arthritis. Jesus. I couldn't crawl around on my knees for a long time either. Come on, calm down. (laughs) And so then, you know, Cody's like, well, have you talked to him lately? And Eric's like, no, not since school started. We're not really close anymore. And Cody's like, so do you and that teacher stay in touch? And... And Eric's like, oh, this this whole episode should be titled Eric's Uncomfortable Face because (laughs) his whole face is just, ugh. And Cody says, well, it's fucked up how hard they came down on her. It's not like she took advantage of you or some shit. And Eric's like, ugh, uncomfortable face. That's what I said. And Cody goes on to say, well, you know, I met her and she was cool when I met her. She just seemed a little lonely. You liked her. She liked you. That's not a crime. I was like, yes, it is, Cody. Yes, it is. Actually, yeah, it is. He says, it's really crappy that they sent her to some federal prison and stuff. And Eric's like, no, she went to county jail. And it's really sucks because she had to take a plea deal. She might not even had to gone at all if... I hadn't convinced her to skip town. It was so stupid. The prosecutor came down on her pretty hard. And Eric has all this remorse, all this guilt, because he got her put away. And Cody's like, you can't control that. People should worry about what they need to worry about. Worry about Syria. I want to know how much sleep that Cody is losing over worrying about Syria. I had in parentheses, that's a place, right? Right? Cody's like, <laughs> I, that's, that's a thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I heard that on the news one time. Or like dog meat in China, man. Eric's like, yeah, I just don't even think about it. And he's like, yeah, we want a new beer. And I was like, yeah, because Eric has a drinking problem. He straight up has a drinking problem. So we're cut to later and Eric is in his dorm and he's typing on his computer. And of course, he's Googling Claire. In the Google search, it shows her mugshot and it says how she pled guilty and must register as a sex offender. And he just kind of closes the computer, puts his head in his hands and just you can hear him sniffing back tears. And I was like, oh, Eric, you poor, poor, sweet thing. Can you imagine that, like, this is someone that assaulted you. Then you still, they've got you so twisted in your head that this is a relationship, that this is love, and it mm-hmm. breaks my heart. Mine too. So later, I think maybe that day or the next day, because he's still working on that paper, but we're <laughs> at home with Eric and his mom and his brothers. Did you now notice the brothers look completely different? They're not twin size anymore. They're two different size brothers. <laughs> no. It bothered me a great deal. Because I was like... Do they all have the same dad? I'm not judging Sandy. I'm just curious. I need to know what's happening here. But I was like, is this break or something? And then I remembered that the college is probably, what, like 15 minutes down the road. Yeah, so it's within just, driving distance. So maybe an yeah, hour. I don't know. Zipped over to have dinner. And Phil and Devin want to have some iPad time. And she says, okay, but you can only have 20 minutes of iPad time. But you have to use the same iPad. And I was like, if you really think about it, it's only 10 minutes of screen time because they have to divide it by two. So I said someone will lose an eye, Sandy. 20 minutes of shared iPad time. That's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it would not go over at my house. And then later at <laughs> Nate's house, like you see them like relaxing on the couch. Like, you know, that's that third hour of, <laughs> of TV those kids have been watching. But anyway, so they scurry off to go grab the iPad because clock is ticking and that leaves sandy and eric at the table and eric is talking about how great cody's been he's going to be his big brother for kappa delta beta gamma mu i don't know (laughs) and his mom says oh that's great and then totally casually it's like uh you start going to counseling and eric says he's not going he doesn't want to talk about this anymore and sandy starts to say eric what you've gone through but he interrupts and he's like i didn't go through anything And Sandy says, fine, I just want to say one thing. 
when she gets out, if you need someone to talk to, I'm here. And he's like, what do you mean? And Sandy says, the prosecutor called. She's getting released in a couple of days. And Eric is noticeably freaked out, even though he swears he's fine. He's mm-hmm. like, I, I, I got to go. I, I got to go finish that paper or whatever. So he pieces out of there. Oh, Eric. So he's back on campus and he's kind of wandering through, you know, the quad between the dorm areas. And um, did I miss it that he texted this girl or did he? No, okay. he just, he just up. Okay, he shows up at, at the girl that he was with earlier's dorm room. And she opens the door and she's immediately, I need to apologize. I told all my friends about us hooking up. And I was like, honey. And they <laughs> said it was really insensitive to bring up the whole teacher thing. Duh. <laughs> and he's like, it's fine. And she's like, well, my friend said we could have intimacy without having sex, like eye contact or cuddling. You must have such a weird relationship with sex now. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't. She's like, I'm a feminist. I want to be knowledgeable about survivors and whatever makes you feel comfortable and safe. That's what we're going to do. You're safe with me. Eric's like, damn, can we just screw and be done with this? She's like, I want to go slow. And he's like, yeah, but we already had sex. So we're past going slow. And he's like, why the hell am I here? And she's like, well, you texted me. He's like, I texted you, you up. That means let's fuck, not whatever bullshit this is. And I was like, yeah, lady, his teacher never fucked with him like this. And he storms out. He just wants an escape. And she just wanted to talk about his problems. It's like exactly what he left his mom's house because he didn't want to talk it's about his problems. It's just so random. Like, college girls are the worst. <laughs> the whole, yeah. I mean, college makes people more accepting and reasonable and like, I think that's a great, but just like the, we can have intimacy, eye contact, or cuddling. I was like, calm down. He's a, a, what, 18-year-old boy? Calm down. I like how she said she wanted to tell him that her friends told her that it wasn't cool of her to bring up the teacher thing. She didn't say, oh, I'm sorry I brought up the teacher thing. She was just like, oh, yeah, my friends told me that that was really shitty of me. So I just wanted to let you know that they said that, okay? All 40 of them that I told about this. (laughs) Yeah, it was a group text. Yeah. Okay, so Eric Girl's storming back to the frat house because, you know, he's got to get this pent-up stuff out. And he's not having sex, so he's got to do something. So as he's walking in, it's perfect timing, bro. And they hand him a beer to go booze cruising. So they all jump into some guy's Jeep. It's not quite a Jeep-type vehicle. That's what I was like. I called it a Jeep? Yeah, it's got like a big back end on it. I don't know what it is. So Eric and another guy are riding in the back of it, like in the bed of it, like in the bed of a truck. And they're telling him, hang on to the roll bars. And they're swinging this car back and forth. And, oh, lizard dude is driving, just so we're clear. So we know this is good decisions all the way around. So he's hanging on the roll bars and he decides to go off-roading. And Eric's pounding on the hood going, go faster, go faster. And then he's crawling up on the top of the car and, like, letting go with one arm. And he's just kind of barely holding on. This guy's flying. And all of a sudden there's a tree in the middle of the road. So the guy slams on the brakes. And Eric is Superman. He is off, off in the air. And then hits the ground on his face and rolls. I laughed. I'm going to hell. I'm sorry. I guffawed when he <laughs> landed on the ground. I don't know why. I thought that was so funny. I knew it was coming. I knew it from the minute they got in the car that this was, ha- was going to happen. <laughs> and Cody jumps out. And he's like, oh, my God, you gave me a heart attack. And Eric stands up, puts his arms over his head. Wow, yeah, I'm awesome. They're like, no, you sure you're okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's a fucking champ, but his face is fucked. And I was like, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> it really is. And I was like, Eric is making all sorts of healthy choices and having a great time at college. So, yay, Eric. 
<laughs> he's not going to be able to go home for a while because Sandy's going to have questions. <sighs> well, so the next day, Eric is checking out his injuries in the mirror and he's putting on a suit for some kind of fancy ceremony to become an official frat guy and i was like slow clap yeah so they're all standing in this room and they call eric's name and he gets a super cool pin and a hug from cody and cody's like you good because not only is eric's face totally fucked up from the accident but he legitimately looks deranged right here like he looks crazy he had crazy eyes he had a weird smirk you can't tell me he doesn't have a concussion like he is dealing with all sorts of crap and then you know he's got like a really awful concussion from this right Uh, so later all the pledges because that's what they're called are blindfolded and sitting like around and on this couch and they remove them as i just called it the elder of the frat but he's the leader dude president the president something introduces them to a special guest named karen she don't look like any karen Mm -hmm. i've heard heard about but she's a special friend of Kappa Omega Beta Theta Pi. And you better have brought money. And spoiler alert, she's a stripper because she's immediately nearly naked giving lap dances. To that My Neck, My Back song. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> side note. I can't believe you knew that. Did you know that song? Did I barely knew it. And the, this, is, this is why I knew it. At my sister's wedding. My cousin, who was maybe 10, 11, got up and sang this in karaoke. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And I didn't know what it was, and everybody started freaking out. (laughs) Yeah. Never forget that song. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, If you've never heard that song, look up the (laughs) lyrics and be disturbed by Tiffany's story. (laughs) I was like, I don't know what boy needs to hear this, but you can most likely find a girl who will give you a lap dance for free in college. I'm just throwing that out there for your general information. But this lady has like a lot of tattoos, so she's like exotic, I guess. Her abs are crazy amazing. I don't know who this lady is, but her abs were great. I am just going to say that her boobs are fantastic. They're they're great. They're fake as all get out, but they're beautiful. Yeah. I love them. I'd, I'd like them. But Eric looks so freaking uncomfortable this entire scene. But it's just he's sitting on the couch right here. Uh, everybody else in in the group is like, oh, yeah, they are totally into it. And they're like, you, you better be hard right now or something's wrong with you. And then I had a little side note. I was like, I, I kind of hope that this woman brings some type of bodyguard or right. pimp or something. Because not for nothing, I wouldn't feel so unsafe in a house with that many drunk guys. Is that crazy? Of no, me? because look at that. What was that? Um, Dude. Dude. I couldn't think of the yeah. name of the college. Yeah, that was that whole thing. That was, that was their, you know, her word against theirs and who right. did what. And Yeah. It- Okay, anyway, so suddenly she's like, who's Eric? And they're all like, oh, there's Eric. And she grabs him by the arms. She pulls him up, pulls him front and center, sits him in a chair in the middle of the room. And she says, I've heard you were a naughty student. And I was like, I didn't think he could look more uncomfortable Mm -hmm. than he did before. But it turns out he can. Uh, She pops off her bra. She's got these heart-shaped pasties on. She's like, don't you want some of this? And he's like, actually, I'm good. Because she told him he gets all D's. Did you not catch that? (laughs) No, and that's oh. and then she pulled off her bra. So okay, okay, and then asked him, "Don't you want some of this?" A Karen's got jokes. Yeah, okay. she had some puns for days. Mm. She's draping herself all over him, and he's telling her to stop. And finally, he just yells, 
just fucking stop. And I was like, can you just imagine the PTSD he's mm-hmm. having right now? Because this is like that first time with Claire in the back of the car yep. where she just like mounted him with nary a word spoken. And he gets up, walks out. Cody follows him to find out where he's going and eric starts apologizing as eric does Mm -hmm. he is always apologizing for having feelings and he's like i just don't want to do this and cody's like what and he says all of this and eric walks out cody's very confused he goes back to his dorm room and as he's getting ready to unlock the door there's a guy sitting in the hall and he's like oh hey ryan's roommate and eric says yeah i'm eric and this guy says his name is micah he points to his face, like, indicating how Eric's face is all messed up. And he's like, uh, shitty night. Eric says, yeah. He says, me too. My roommate's hooking up with some girl, so I can't go in for a while. But it's cool because I have a bag of mushrooms to pass the time. And he offers Eric some. Eric's like, fuck it. I'm in. And pretty soon they're laying outside on the grass, high as I'll get out, while the guy talks about the moon and the stars and we're all part of this universe. And Eric says, I miss her. I miss her so much. And then he starts crying. Yeah, because he says, you're the sky, the moon, the stars, and so am I. And Eric says, so is Claire, and I miss her, and I miss her so much. Uh, but I, okay, this kid decides to just eat mushrooms in the hallway of his dorm. I thought the whole doing psychedelics was, like, in a safe place thing. Is that not a thing, mushroom people? I haven't done mushrooms or anything. I done so I thought that was, like, because you don't want to have a bad trip, so you want to be somewhere safe. I'm thinking that the, the dorm hallway is probably not the best place to be. I don't. I don't know. Maybe Micah's had that bag now for a while, so he knows what they're going to do to him and how many he should take. Although Eric, I'm assuming, has never done shrooms. I don't know. Uh, I think Eric's done some shit because, I mean, I don't know he hung out with about Logan. Dogs. So Well, he lives across the street from the meth true, crack house. True, true. So. Fine. So, anywho, that's the end of seven. We are on to eight because we're going to just keep muddling along through this train wreck. So seven was Eric's story. So eight is gonna be Claire's. We don't care. (sighs) Claire. Okay, so we are opening outside the county jail because we are told by Eric earlier that she was in the county jail. And Claire's in regular clothes and she's adjusting an ankle monitor and waiting in the like parking lot and a big truck pulls up, and you can see that it's her brother, Nate, is driving, but he's got a passenger. And I was like, oh, we all know who this is going to be. Um, and sure enough, Claire is not amused because it's her dad. He gets out, and he hugs her, and it's super awkward. And her dad has a weird southern accent, so I don't I don't know what that's all about. It confused me, because they're in Texas. Well, Texas people have accents? Nobody else in her family does, so... Well, true. He lives in the south part of the house. <laughs> They have an awkward hug and, you know, she gets in the car and she's not happy about it. They're driving away and she's, like, leaning her head out the window and, like, staring longingly at the county jail, like, bye, I love so you. Weird. She's it was like so weird. She's just, like, on the windowsill, like, we could leave you here, Claire. If- I get that you didn't want your dad. Okay, we got that, but calm down. And also, Nate picked her up in uniform, which seems unnecessary. Is that <laughs> just so, like, the as an audience, we don't forget that he's a cop? Yes. We pull up to a house and we find out it's Nate's house. And dad immediately says he needs to get going. He's got to get back to the store. And I was like, why were you even here? I, what was the point of this other than just to make this awkward? To reintroduce him into the story. Pretty much. And he tells Claire that he knows she's in a tough spot, but she'll make it through. He's been there. And I know we ain't been close, but I'd like to be there for you now if you let me. <laughs> and Claire's like, thanks, I guess. 
And she's just being a, she's dressed like she's 16. She's acting like she's 16. She's just pouty and awful. So they're walking to Nate's house and they're going down into his basement. And Claire tells Nate that he should have told her he was bringing their dad. It was a complete ambush. And how long have you guys even been talking? And he's like, well, ever since Lisa went back full time, dad's been helping out with the kids. It's been nice. And Claire's like, until it's not. He's like, well, he's been sober over seven years, so you're in no place to judge, sweet pea. Right. That's not even good enough for Claire. Like, seven years sober, that's fucking that's awesome. That's huge. Yeah. That's that's a completely different person. You don't even know yeah. this person now. Yeah. So Nate tells her, you can stay here as long as you want, but there are ground rules. His wife, Lisa, says that she has to get a job, and she has to get a job soon. And Claire's like, well, I'm going job hunting tomorrow and, you know, looking for teenage boys along the way. And Nate says, well, Matt brought by most of your things, so you should be good there. And she's like, well, how is he doing? How's the magic tour? And (laughs) Nate doesn't answer. And she says, well, I'm sure he's happy the divorce is almost finalized. So now we know that somebody filed for divorce. I don't know who it is. What are your thoughts? Do you think that he filed? I'm going to go ahead and say that I think he filed, although the whole spiel about I really want to make this work. Maybe yeah. he just didn't think that she would actually end up serving any time. Right. And having to register as a sex offender. I mean, it's a lot to have to take on as the other partner in the relationship. And like you said, I mean, he is on tour with his magic troupe. <laughs> he has a lot of other things going on. There's He's- a lot of kids coming of those shows she can't That's he can't have a registered sex offender ah uh, you're right i mean that makes sense wow well, she continues on she says i'm sure he's happy about the doors being finalized and nate's like i don't think he's happy about most anything right now apparently matt is not doing well with this whole thing mm-hmm. and claire says well thanks for letting me stay here and i know that lisa is mm, and matt, nate's like it's fine and walks out and i was like yeah so we know that lisa's not happy i wouldn't be either thank you lisa no so Nate leaves. She's taking a shower now, and it's probably the first one, hot one, she's had in months. And I said it was the first one she's had alone in a oh. really long time. Oh, shit. So she blow dries her hair, and then she starts day drinking, and I'm like, all right, you know, you've been in prison for jail, whatever. Lisa comes home, and she's staring at her drinking wine. She's like, starting early, and Claire's like, oh, yeah, it's um just been a while since I've had any wine. Can I pour you a glass? And Lisa's like, yeah, no, maybe later, you know, not at 11 a.m. And she says, you look surprisingly good considering. Claire says, thanks, because <laughs> she, she doesn't pick up on the fact that that was a burn at all. The kids come in and they hug Aunt Claire and Lisa's like, oh, you guys, I bet Auntie Claire is super tired. We should just leave her alone. And Claire's like, no, no, it's fine. And Lisa basically drags them out of the room to the kitchen like, bitch, you may be crashing here, but you are not part of this family. Do you think it was like, I think the oldest one is a boy. Do you? Th- mm, that yeah. would make me uncomfortable. Yeah, and he's, oh, well, I'm not going to do ages because I'm never good at that. No, I think thing, that kid's maybe 11, 12. I, I was going to say maybe 10, 11. So, yeah, but she goes back to drinking her wine because it has been a hot minute. So the next day, next afternoon, we don't know when this is, but Claire is going for a run and she walks up to a food truck, but they sell coffee. She orders a latte and a scone, but actually she only has enough money for the latte because, I mean, she's not working. She's been in jail it's whatever she went in with or, like, if they, they let her go with, like, money for a bus ticket. Yeah. That's pretty much all the yeah, money she's that's got. That's all she's got. 
But the lady gives her the scone for free. And I was like, wow, things are really looking up for Claire. (laughs) (laughs) I said, everything's coming up roses for Claire. (laughs) Gag. So Claire somehow still has her car. I mean, we weren't um, given that information before, but she Uh still has her car. So I don't know if this is later the same day. I think it is. Also, if she's wearing an ankle monitor, I didn't notice it while she was running. But I didn't either. I don't know how this works. Are you allowed to just go wherever and they just... Like, what's the point of the ankle monitor you if have it's not curfew. to keep her at home? Okay. You have a curfew, especially if they're having her look for work. Then she has to be home by a certain time, that kind of thing. Okay. So she's in her car, and she's driving up to a clothing store. And she walks in, and she immediately walks right up to a rack of clothes in the woman shopping and tells her, that, oh, I love these leggings. I have, like, five pairs. They changed my life. They make your butt look so good. And the woman that's looking at him is like, oh, well, sold. And this lady who, I don't know she's the owner or she works there, is kind of listening in the background and overhears this whole conversation, walks up to Claire and she says, if you're looking for a job, let's get you an application. And I was like, yeah, because she's so damn manipulative. That's what it comes down to. The owner says, okay, come with me. Here's an application. You just got to fill this out and do a quick background check. Claire's like, oh, well... There might be a small misdemeanor on there. Nothing big. And out of this dressing room comes Creeper's mom to ruin everything. She's still wearing the same pink shirt so we can be sure that she's Creeper's mom, I guess. She's freaking out. She's like, this woman cannot work here. And Claire's like, I've served my time, Victoria. And I was like, how does she even know her name? It's not like Creeper wasn't in her class. So how does she know this woman? To know her by the first name. But anyways... Creeper's mom's yelling, she's a sexual predator, and blah, 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 freaking out. And Claire runs to her car and just sobs because (laughs) this is so hard. And I was like, why wouldn't you look for a job in the next town? Or how far does this ankle monitor reach? Like, because, like, I live in the middle of nowhere, but we have towns, like, right. The next town over. Yeah, I could be in another town in 20 minutes. I can go to the Dollar General here, or I can go to the Dollar General 10 miles down the road kind of thing. I mean, it's further apart than that in this boondocks, but (laughs) you know what I mean? I mean, you you would think. Or did she want to go specifically to the ritzy area where they sold these ritzy leggings, thinking that she'd make more money? I don't don't know. Or that her manipulative way of selling would work in a place like that? It almost worked to get the job if she hadn't walked in and snatched the application from her hands. I was also wondering, too, I was like, okay, so it's a misdemeanor, but when they do a background check, isn't the fact that she registers as a sex offender going to be more of an issue than her having a misdemeanor? I don't know how any of that works. That was my concern when she was running in that park. Yes. I was like, um, you're a sex offender. I don't think you can do that. I don't, you have to be within so many feet. I don't know the rules. And I know, I mean, we had said this, and I don't think we were recording at that point, about her living with Nate's Uh kids. Well, I know for a fact that people on the sex offender list can live with family if the family is okay with it. Okay, so Claire is now in a lobby with a ton of other people. She goes up to the counter, asks this lady how much longer, and... She's just like, you get called back when you get called back. So this is the probation office, and she gets taken back by the probation officer, and she says, I need a urine sample, and I need to see your stomach and your back. And Claire is like, "Ah, why do you need to see my stomach and my back? And the officer is like, well, I mean, it's fine if you don't want to do it. I'll just tell a judge about your insubordination. So she does it because they need to make sure that 
they don't have any urine bags like strapped around that they can fake the the body urine test. Yeah. yeah. So there's just a really awkward brief moment where she's like getting ready to sit on the toilet and the the parole officer is looking up at like the little rounded mirror where you can see into the stall. I thought it was really good how she has zero zero privacy. Yeah, her life is not her own anymore because she made these choices and I thought that was really good to show. It sucks for you, Claire. Mhm. Back in Nate's basement now, she pulls out her laptop and she googles herself as one does. I've done it. You know you've done it. We all do mm, it. No, I don't know have I've done it in a really long time, but yeah, maybe. do it. It's fun. We already know what's going to come up because it's the same stuff that Eric saw and, and she's horrified. She closes the top and has a little moment because like you just said, it's just another little indication that her life has been ruined. She's never going to be able to Google herself and have a normal search result. It's always going to be about this. I had a little thing I added as like, if Orange is the New Black has taught me anything, is that changes need to be made to the judicial and prison system. Because people are set up to fail the minute they're released yeah, from jail. Exactly. And yeah, she fucked up. She royally fucked up. Can you imagine, like, and with the majority of people that go to prison, they don't have the family that's going to take them in when right. they get out. So you have no place to live, but probation is requiring that you have a place to live. They also mm-hmm. are requiring that you have mm-hmm. a job. Mm-hmm. How can you get a job if you have no place to live? Yep. And so you are set up to fail. You can't move on and not reoffend when a job is impossible. Mm-hmm. So that's why people sell drugs. That's why people do things, steal things, because yep. what else are you going to do? And it's yep. it's and there's no rehabilitation in prison. And prison is fucking bullshit. So there you go. My soapbox for the day. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. I'm <laughs> so irritating. It's, oh, it enrages me. And there's people that are in prison that need to be in prison. I'm not saying prison is not a place for right. them, but the whole point is rehabilitation, and that needs to be the point. <sighs> so we're just going to hop right on into this really awkward dinner. <laughs> Nate and Lisa are sitting and eating dinner with Claire. And Nate asks about the job hunt. And Claire says, well, I kind of lost steam when a mom from Westerberg called me a predator in front of the whole place. And Lisa says, well, can you be really surprised that she feels that way? And, oh, Claire is just not having it today. It's been a day. (laughs) Can you give me one fucking break? You don't want me here. I get it. And Lisa, for I don't even know why, she storms off. And I was like, "Um, no, honey, save your ground. This is your house. Mm -hmm. Tell her, this is why I feel this way. I don't think it's right what you did. Blah. But she didn't. She runs away. And Nate's like, nice job, Claire. Claire's like, she's been a bitch since I got here. You know it was consensual, right? If the roles were reversed, you'd be high-fiving me right now. And I was like, mm, Probably not because he's a police officer. But even then, do grown men high-five other grown men that sleep with children? I don't know. I don't know, but I don't think so. But, you know, we definitely have talked about how there's a double standard. Yeah, from Eric's point of view, yeah. Right. I mean, absolutely. Right, right, right. kind of thing, but... But yeah, with, with the male predator, is it's still bad. Okay. So close. Mm-hmm. And Nate makes the point of saying to her, her again, he was your student. And Claire says, he pursued me. He kissed me. And Nate says, when you didn't say no. And she's like, wow, I wish I could be the perfect little wife and popped out a bunch of babies. But I wanted to feel free. God damn it. I wanted to do what I wanted for the first time in my life. I get that you and dad are cool now. I have no idea how it was to grow up in that house with him. And I was like, seriously? And that's the same thing that Nate's like, seriously? Uh, We don't either because (laughs) she has not said anything about it. Nate's like, don't blame your fucked up childhood. Right. This is the first time I enjoyed Nate. Because she's like, I spent six months in jail and I have five years probation. And I was like, that's fucking all. That's it? That's all you get? Yeah. That's it. 
And she's like, and I'm immortalized as a teacher slut. Well, well, she says, is that not enough? And this is where I was telling you before that like half of my paragraph is all caps. And I was like, no, it is not clear because you have not admitted for one second that what you did was wrong. Yeah, you have been punished. You served your time. You haven't taken responsibility for shit. He pursued me. He kissed me. Oh, mm-hmm. oh I hate her. Go to some counseling and figure out why you are the way you yes, are. God, she needs And therapy. then reevaluate uh-huh. this whole situation. But I love, Nate says, so your life was boring. People lead boring lives. That doesn't give you the license to do whatever you want. Do you even realize the damage you've done? Lisa gives me so much shit about me having you here. Matt is barely functioning. And that kid... And he just kind of lets it go and he goes and just storms off. And Claire's like, but what about me? Mm -hmm. Damn it. And I was like, okay, thank you, Nate, for being all of us. The writing's pretty good. Yeah. It's kind of soap opera bullshit, but they get the good points in there and I enjoy that. So. Yeah, I don't think that she's ever given it a thought as far as that goes, like, as far as how she may have damaged Eric. I don't think that's even crossed her mind. I don't think it is either, because even when she was doing the whole, I'm having an affair, I'm having an affair thing, even talking to Matt, she's like, I don't know how you could look at me. She never once, like, we didn't see that with her and Eric. Like, Mm -hmm. that was just, and even when they were together, it was... I ruined my whole life for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She puts a blame on him right to his face. So the next morning, maybe, we don't know, Claire's phone buzzes and it's Eric texting her, I need to see you. Where are you? She doesn't respond, turns off her phone, but I'm like, apparently it was for about five seconds because she rushes to the bathroom to fix her hair and put on her face and soon the doorbell rings and it's Eric. And I was like, Lisa is going to literally mm-hmm. murder you. I was you. waiting for the minute <laughs> she when one of them would walk in. Waiting for it. So she invites him in and he asks how she's been. I'm like, who cares? She says yeah. she's been better. And again, he starts apologizing. This is all my fault. I'm like, ah. Uh. But Claire actually does manage to say it's not your fault. And then she says, I just wanted someone else to know how happy we were. That I, I thought was an interesting thing because yeah. we had wondered why did why she, she tell, said that, yeah. why yeah. did she tell you know? and yeah. yeah maybe it was partly pride and and look at this cute kid that I got to pay attention to me and have sex with me but I, I don't know I just I just thought that was interesting mm-hmm. he says last year with you was everything I can't do anything without you I can't eat I can't sleep I can't go to class I can't have a normal functioning relationship. Yikes. That's not good, Eric. No, it's this is not healthy. The whole thing had me on such edge because I was waiting for... Because I was like, there has to be something in her probation about this, right? They mm-hmm. they cannot be doing this. He says, without you, I'm alone. I need you. And Claire says, what we had was an escape. It wasn't love. And it's almost like she physically hit him or pushed him Mm -hmm. backwards because he backs away like he is so hurt by what she's saying she tells him he needs to leave this is violating my probation i'm like thank you yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, then she says go be a kid just go and i'm like she's making logical decisions what is happening right now but it's also like okay she came to this decision but before she ever answered that text this should have been it i mean because all she's doing is playing games with him right Mm -hmm. now and it's Mm -hmm. oh it's so cruel. So Claire's packing up her shit now. And where's she going? We don't know. Do we care? She's crying again. 
and she walks up to a house and rings the doorbell and it's her daddy who answers the door and he lets her in and I kind of love that. I think that was for the best. Yeah. One, she shouldn't be at Nate and Lisa's house. I was house. just Anyways. getting ready to say, I don't think that that is going to work in a, for a myriad in of any reasons. Anyway, yeah. yeah. And there's unfinished business with her dad. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what she needs to work on. If she were actually to see a counselor, which I don't know how this works probation-wise. I don't know right. if like you can go and even see anybody, but she need to talk this shit out and figure out why you are the way you are. Yes. Yes, because just like in the scene before with Nate where she's trying to blame her childhood and all the shit she had to put up with with their dad, like she's got to sort that out or she's never going to be functional in society. Yeah, and well, and the thing is, I hope she contacted somebody from her probation officer because she can't just up and move right. and like go to the next place. Like, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure she did. Yeah, I'm sure she did. Because, you know, dad lives next door to a school or something. She's fucked. She's got to, yeah. I don't know. I, there are points in this, in this episode where I felt for her because not her as a person, but the idea her of. situation. Yeah. Not what she did. What being released from prison and what do you do? Like mm-hmm. if she didn't have people to fall back on, what would she do? And then I kind of hated her because this half-assed attempt at being a responsible adult and torturing this kid. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, she invites him over to talk to him for three minutes. Like, you could have said that over text. Or just don't respond. Delete. Block. <laughs> you know? Because if somebody were to find that, if he were to show that to anyone, mm-hmm. she's back in jail. Yep. So just don't respond. Block his number. Mm-hmm. Call it a day. And who's paying for the cell phone, Claire? Who's paying for the bill? Don't, don't know. Don't know. I need to know these. And like, who's paying your car insurance? Um, I, I bet Matt is still paying for I bet a lot of the stuff before the divorce. Yeah. So I haven't looked at the next two episodes. They were something about moving on and then like they come oh, okay. back together or something at the, not like together, their, yeah, their yeah, lives okay. collide or something. Okay. Well, cause I'm kind of interested again. I think after five and six, I was like, okay, when is this going to be done? But now I'm like, oh, okay. I'm interested again. Tell me more. Yeah. Episode nine, Claire and Eric each hit their breaking point. And I swear I saw 10 said something like they have moved on, but could their lives end up mysteriously colliding or some mm. shit? I don't know. All right. Well, we'll we'll find out. Okay, you guys. So I don't know if you know this, but this next week is some kind of major holiday thing pagan happening. religion. <laughs> some pagan holiday. And so we may or may not be recording. So you might not get an episode next weekend and we'll, we'll see. So it might be a while. It might be a while. Don't miss us too much. There's something that we have been talking about doing. Uh, it's a little commemoration of hitting a thousand downloads. First and foremost, thank you to every single person who has downloaded. I don't even care if you didn't listen to it. Just to see that thousand was amazing. It was huge. It just makes me so happy. But if you downloaded and you listened to it, you are a rock star. We're going to do some kind of little giveaway. And I'm going to put a post up about it in a few days to tell you more about it. It's very on the nose kind of giveaway based on our style how we like to do things around here so just keep your eyes out for that and you should also keep your eyes out for us 
on Instagram at That's So Original Podcast and on Facebook at That's So Original Podcast and on Twitter at That's So Pod and our website, That's So Original Podcast.com, because that's where you will find this information that I'm going to be telling you about very soon. You won't want to miss it. And big shout out to our friend Kyla that was hyping us up on Facebook the other day. We love you. We love you. And let's see, what else do we need you to do for us? If you could please give us a five-star written review on iTunes, I'll read it here, and you'll be my best friend forever, and Tiffany's probably Mm -hmm. too. I mean, I don't have a lot of friends, so let's do this. Yeah, I've got one. Hi, Tiffany. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Um, (laughs) Anyway, okay, so any last words? Um, Go watch The Mandalorian Season 2. That last episode, damn, so good. So good. If you're a Star Wars fan, it was amazing. Very, very good. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, and we will talk in your area next time. Bye. 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 B